0: Hello, this is Eden on 88.9 The Bridge. Welcome back to my show, Garden of Eden. It's Garden of Eden and I'm your host. I talk about what I like most. Garden of Eden. (laughs) My dad, Andy Voss, has a long history in finance. When it comes to money, he knows what he's talking about. Today, we're going to be getting my dad's finance crash course. We'll be going over four topics. First, why money is important. Second, making money. Third, spending and saving money. And finally, investing money. Also, a quick side note before we begin. There'll be times today when my dad asks questions, and I encourage you listening to participate and think about your answers along with me. So, let's talk about money. Starting with why money is important anyway.
1: What I wanted to start with, because we're talking about money today, is, is my first point, which is why is money important? Why would we even want to talk about this topic today? Mm-hmm. So I'll start with a question yeah. beyond why is money important. And that is, what is the most valuable thing that you have? Well, and a clue is the most valuable thing you possess is shared by everyone. Time. That's exactly right.
0: Yes. I mean, you've, you've told me that before. I can't pretend like I got that on my own. But.
1: Yes. <laughs> the most valuable thing that you have is your time. So having the ability to spend your time how you want, where you want, and with the people you want is, in fact, a superpower. Mm-hmm. So how can you get this superpower? Money helps you get that superpower because money grants you freedom, freedom over your time, freedom to spend your time how you want, where you want, and with the people that you want. Mm -hmm. That's why money is important. So Eden, let me ask you another question. When you have the freedom to choose how you spend your time, how do you choose to spend it? My time? Your time. Yeah. Ooh,
0: I, I am a big fan of free time because I enjoy spending it in lots of different ways. I enjoy doing radio in my free time, what I'm doing right now. Uh, I enjoy making art and getting together with my friends and editing videos and doing graphic design. Big fan of creative things. So that's, mm. that's probably what I enjoy. But there are lots of things, and it varies. So,
1: Well, imagine the life you could live with total control over how you spend your time. Doing the things that you've just mentioned, creative activities, is, is that something that seems appealing to you? Oh, yeah. If you want to be in a place where you have freedom of how you spend your time, it's really important for you to understand money because money can help you get there.
0: So money's important because the most valuable thing you have is time. Money grants you freedom over your time and how you want to spend it. And that is why money is important. Now, we can move on to how you make money.
1: There's really three ways to make money. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can win it.
0: Yeah, the lottery.
1: You could win it in the lottery. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Scratch-offs?
1: (laughs) Scratch-offs. You could inherit it, Uh so you could inherit the money, or you could earn it. Those are just three fundamental ways to make money. Win it,
0: inherit it, earn it. Win it,
1: inherit it, or earn it. You know, obviously the win it and the inherited it are sort of out of your control.
0: It's something
1: that, uh, you know, many, many people don't make their money that way. Mm -hmm. Um, But earning it is something that you have a lot of control over. Yeah. So what I want to talk about today is is not how you can win money or how you can inherit money, (laughs) but let's talk about today how to earn money. In How to Earn Money, it just really focuses on the kind of career, kind of job that you end up choosing to go after. So first, when we we talk about career success and you talk about financial success that comes along with it, and this is a famous question that Warren Buffett has posed. What is the number one determinant of career and financial success? The number one. And this is by Warren Buffett, famous investor.
0: I think that this one is just... It's crazy, especially living on Mercer Island, which is a hint. But I will let you go for it. Reveal, what is it? So the
1: reveal is the number one determinant of career and financial success is where you're born.
0: 98040.
1: And so for for you, Eden, um, where you're born, where you live, 98040, which is Mercer Island. And uh, so the zip code of where you're born and grew up really gives you an incredible advantage at a place like Mercer Island where you get uh, access to great education and you get access to resources that other parts of the country you don't get. So really out of the gate, growing up on Mercer Island, going to the great schools here uh, puts you on a path of, of success. You've got sort of a, a leg, leg up.
0: But what do you do if you are not from a zip code that you put in, it, like when I hear that, I'm like, nice, because I live mm-hmm. in 90040, Mercer Island. But what if you live somewhere that's much, much less fortunate? What, like, what what, would you say to someone who's listening who doesn't have a zip code that would put them up?
1: Well, what I would say is, especially in the United States, you can overcome adversity from where you grow up or how you grew up over the course of your life and be successful. Yeah. Yeah. So don't take my comment out of course that, you know, where you grew up and where you live is the factor. Just know that you're at an advantage growing up in certain parts of the country when it comes to professional opportunity.
0: And would you say, this is interesting, your zip code when you were growing up, was that a zip code Warren Buffett would say that will give you an advantage. So
1: that's a, it's an interesting question. It's a good call out, And I grew up, as you know, in a farm town in middle America. And uh, certainly my zip code growing up wouldn't portend to professional and financial success.
0: No,
1: it would not. So, you know, as you think about earning money and making money, it gets down to where, what kind of job do you see yourself doing, what kind of career you see yourself doing. Let's just start with a few questions around what you're good at. And first question is, what is your strongest subject in school and why?
0: Oh, well, if we're talking the classic subjects like math, science, social studies, English, I would say my strongest subject is English. Over the past like, year more, I've gotten a lot better at writing, and I'm, I'm proud of where I'm at with writing. And if we're not talking core academic classes, radio, for sure. And that's because it allows me to be really creative and gives me a lot of independence to kind of do what I want and helps me exercise my skills in leadership. But I'm not sure that that counts quite as like a subject. So overarching subject is English literature.
1: Right on. Uh, and I can see that in you in picking up a lot of writing and your energy and enthusiasm over it. Mm-hmm. I can see that in the house. And what would you say your strongest talent is outside of the classroom? Of course, you mentioned radio, we're doing that today, but what would you say is your strongest talent outside of the classroom?
0: I would honestly probably say initiative, creative initiative. I can take an idea to something that is actually real in front of you.
1: Yeah, so where am I going with this? Well. What's kind of critical to professional success is discover a job that leverages your strengths mm-hmm. with an employer that values your strengths and will compensate you fairly for these strengths. That's why it's really important to start to develop an understanding of what you're good at mm-hmm. and aligning your job with the talents that you possess. And if you work at a place that's growth oriented, including allowing you to grow your skill set especially those that you can take to other jobs, that also sets you up for success from a job perspective. I think that importantly, you have to pair your strengths with something that you enjoy doing. You certainly don't wanna go into a professional discipline where fundamentally you don't like the work Mm
0: -hmm. because
1: that's not gonna translate to success over time. So it is important to not only identify your strengths, but oftentimes if you're doing a job that leverages your strengths, it's something that you enjoy doing. Those kind of come hand in hand. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's, that's super important as you think about career and work and making money is discover a job that allows you to surround yourself with people that are smarter and more talented than yourself. <laughs> yes, And this is the best way to continue yeah. to learn and grow and challenge yourself. So think about who's around you in the workplace and how those individuals can really bring out the best in you, but how you can also continue to learn from those individuals.
0: I really like that you mentioned this one because, I mean, you, you know me, you know that this is something that I have always done very naturally, but at the same time, sometimes when you do something like this, do you know what imposter syndrome is? Say more. Imposter syndrome is when you're, so say you get promoted at your job and your manager and you're like, I shouldn't be in this position. Mm. I wasn't the right choice for this. Why would they choose me to do this? I'm, I don't have the skills. But really, you're super equipped because they promoted you to manager. That's imposter syndrome, um, feeling like you aren't adequate enough to be where you are. And I think surrounding yourself with people who are more talented than you, or or smarter than you, or better than you in some sort of thing, sometimes you can feel that imposter syndrome and be like, I'm, I will never be as good as them. I don't fit in. But I think. It's so worth it to push yourself to be around people mm-hmm. who you admire, and who motivate you to do more. That's really paid off for me. So yeah.
1: Well, and I would say that can carry through into life for you as mm-hmm. you get into um, uh, into your job and into your career. The other thing that's really important, and you you see this also in school, is cultivating a community of formal and informal mentors. And it's this community that will also have a big impact on you from a career perspective over time. So continuing to have those formal and informal mentors is really also very important.
0: So what would an example of a formal or informal mentor be?
1: So a formal mentor could be someone you've identified in the workplace that is doing a similar job as you're doing, only perhaps at a higher level, mm-hmm. and they can give you feedback on how you can do your job better. So that okay. would be a formal mentor in the mm-hmm. workplace. An informal mentor would be uh, perhaps someone you went to college with who's gone into a similar career as you have, and
0: mm-hmm. you get
1: together with them periodically to talk about your respective jobs and how you're thinking about your careers over time. So that's what is an in informal mentor's. But it's these resources over time that help identify what you can be doing better in the job that you have, but also helps set you up for future opportunities for new mm-hmm. and different jobs as, as you can continue to grow in your career. And in the last thing that I'll say is it's good to think about your career as a lattice versus a ladder. So uh-huh. a lattice, meaning you may have to take some steps to the side or up a little to learn and grow and mm-hmm. not necessarily ever job being a strict progression. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the world is a very changing and dynamic place. So what you do today is probably very much different than what you'll do 10 years from now professionally. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to adapt to that. Uh, so thinking about your career as a lattice versus a ladder help you become adaptive over time to, to what's happening in the, uh, in the workplace.
0: Let's do a quick recap of the most important factors in making money. Ask yourself what you're good at and how to leverage your strengths. Find mentors and surround yourself with people who inspire you. View your career as a lattice versus a ladder, and know that you may need to take one step back in order to ultimately take two steps forward. Now that we know how to make money, let's talk about spending and saving money.
1: I'll start with a, a famous quote by Will Smith. Okay. Uh, Too many people spend money they haven't earned to buy things they don't want to impress people they don't like. <laughs> Will like Smith specifically talking about probably his experience in entertainment and, uh, and, and in Hollywood. Yeah. So I, I thought I think just think that's uh, great. So w- when we talk about spending and and saving money. Let's start with you sharing an activity that really brings you joy. So what's an activity that really brings you joy?
0: There are lots of activities that bring me joy. I like playing ultimate frisbee and doing art and sitting in front of my microphone and talking into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the list could go on for a while.
1: So, you know, none of that surprises me knowing you And from a spending perspective, I think it's really important to focus on the things that bring you joy. Yeah. And that will help you just prioritize uh, really how you you spend the money that you make over time. And I think what's interesting is there was a survey of ultra high net worth individuals that asked the question, uh, what activity brings you the most joy and satisfaction and ultra high net worth is defined by uh, someone who has more than 10 million dollars in net worth so these are very affluent people and what do you think the most popular answer was among that group of people
0: i'm not sure what
1: so the most popular answer to that question was watching their grandchildren play sports that was the (laughs) Most popular activity. That is just the cutest thing. And so what what you find, and you talked about this with your ultimate Frisbee, you know, this question of high-net-worth individuals, they like to watch their grandchildren play sports, <laughs> is that many pleasures in life, most pleasures in life, in fact, don't cost money. And I think that's just really important to get grounded.
0: That was a survey?
1: Yeah. That is That's right.
0: That's crazy.
1: So... What this kind of brings me to, in terms of spending and saving money, is it's really important to align your spending to your values. Mm -hmm. So a a good exercise is to just list all the expenses that you have for a month and step back and really look at, does it reflect who you are? Does it reflect your value set? Are you spending money on things that don't align to your values? are you spending money on things that bring you joy or bring others joy Mm -hmm. and focusing on spending aligned to your values and thinking about how you spend your free time and things that you really bring you joy. What you find through that exercise is that it doesn't take a lot of money to bring joy to yourself and joy to others. Mm -hmm. And if you're spending to your values, what you find is that that can allow you ultimately to save a fair amount of money, which is the saving money component of our conversation today. People can have a tendency to live beyond their means, mm-hmm. which means ultimately spending more money than they make. That's living beyond their means. Mm-hmm. And you can do this by living in a house that's more expensive than, um, than your means Driving a car that's more uh-huh. expensive than your means, having habits that cause you to spend beyond your means, like fancy clothes, mm-hmm. uh, fancy vacations, you know, all that can add up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here in the United States, we're in a very much a consumer culture. We're bombarded yeah. right and left with opportunities to spend money. Yeah. Um, and then, so that surrounds us all the time through advertising, through social media, you know opportunities for us to spend money. Yeah. But again, going back to my uh, earlier comment on aligning spending to values and spending to what really brings you joy, what you can discover is that a lot of things that really bring you that joy and joy to others, your friends and family, you don't need to spend money. Because at the end of the day, wealth is defined not by how much you make, But how much you save. That's really, really important. Uh, So, being rich, driving fancy cars, wearing fancy clothes, living in a fancy house is not the same as being wealthy. Yeah. Okay. So, that's a very important lesson. Just if you're on a path to wanting to achieve financial independence and security, to unlock this superpower that we talked about earlier, which is choosing how you spend your time.
0: In recapping spending and saving money, I'm going to read the Will Smith quote one more time. Too many people spend money they haven't earned to buy things they don't want to impress people they don't like. It's good to remember that many pleasures in life don't cost money, that you should spend money on things that support your values, and that wealth is defined by how much you save, not how much you spend or make. Now that we've talked about making money, spending money, and ultimately saving money, let's move into investing
1: money. So you've got extra money to invest because you're living within your means, your spending aligned to your values. You've got a great job that activates your talents, mm-hmm. what you're really good at. Um, let's talk about what you do with the extra money that you're generating. And that's really gets into investing money. Okay. And I think what's really important in terms of wealth creation over time is starting early. Uh-huh. So starting to put money aside, save money early. And the reason I say early is there's this magic that happens to money that's invested early. And it's called compound interest. And it's this compound interest that really allows wealth to grow over time. And it's particularly powerful if you start early. And compound interest, just simply put, is when you have savings and you earn interest on that savings, that interest then earns interest on itself, and this compounds at a rate over time. So early savings over time can really compound the value of that savings. So starting to save early, just even incrementally, and understanding the value of that compound interest over time is really important when you think about investing money. And you think about a path to financial freedom, and with financial freedom, you getting the ability to spend time how you want to spend time. Uh, so there's there's a lot we could talk about in investing, and we won't do that today. Okay. Investing has become more straightforward for the individual investor, which is great, but it can still be a bit confusing just in terms of how the financial uh, services industry is set up. Yeah. But to keep it simple today is investing in low cost index mutual funds is a, is a great way to build wealth over time and that tracks performance of the broader stock market. Said differently, there's ways to invest your money in a very cost effective way that allows you to enjoy the benefit of growth of the stock market over time. Mm -hmm. And that's accessible even to the small investor. So you can start early at a small level and enjoy the benefit of that over a span of time. So what you really have to conclude on the investing your money section is now you have the advantage of time. Early in career, if you start saving early, it's surprising the impact that can have over time.
0: Quick recap of investing money before we move into the last part of this episode. First, know the power of compounding interest. Next, start saving early if you can. And last, invest in low-cost index mutual funds.
1: So, you know, we, we touched on the topics today of why is money important Yeah, Uh, talked a little bit about that. Talked about uh, how you make money. Mm -hmm. Some some high level guidance on job, some high level guidance on spending, high level guidance on investing. There's a lot we could unpack here, Eden. Oh yeah. But I thought for today, just giving you a bit of primer on money and the different aspects of money and why it's important. Uh, it is a great starting point for our conversation. So yeah. I look forward to having this in more detail with you as you start to grow and you start mm-hmm. to get into the in, into the work world. Um, but I, I do appreciate the time on this today.
0: If you enjoyed the content of this episode and are looking for more, here are a few of my dad's book recommendations.
1: One of the uh, books I read when I was early in my career is called Your Money or Your Life. Mm-hmm. One of the authors of this book actually lives on Whidbey Island. Her name's Vicki Robbins. And that really had a powerful impact on me and my relationship with money. I would highly recommend it. Yeah. Uh, so that that would be the first book. The second book is a book that I recommended to you recently. It's called The Millionaire Teacher. Yes. And it talks about how a gentleman who was a teacher with a modest salary was able to accumulate a million dollars before he turned 40 and sort of how he did that. But a lot of the principles that he outlines in that book are some of the things that I've talked to you about today. So that's really kind of a fun story. And then the last thing that I would recommend in terms of a book that I really enjoyed is called The Millionaire Next Door. Mm-hmm. And what that really talks about, as I mentioned earlier, is the difference of being wealthy, which is having a large amount of savings and financial independence versus being rich, which is uh, shoring off wealth, but not really saving. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. so that's another very classic book on money that's entertaining to read and, and something that I would highly recommend.
0: That was my dad's financial crash course. Let's go over the most important things we learned today. Time is your most valuable asset. Money and achieving financial independence will allow you to control this valuable asset. Second, learn what you're good at and find a job that rewards your talents. Third, align your spending with your values. You'd be surprised how little money you need to lead a rich and rewarding life. And last, start investing early to take advantage of the power of compounding interest. That's all for today's episode. A huge shout out and thank you to my dad, Andy Voss, for teaching us all about finance today. This has been Eden on 88.9 The Bridge with my show, Garden of Eden, which you can listen to every Saturday at 10 a.m. I hope you have a great rest of your day.